You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. You can download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our Locked On Rooms, Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network, and you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nod of the Scribe. So we're back. We're back after a week-long vacation that both of us took, mine scheduled, having not really informed because I'm bad about that, but having a vacation just last week, being at the beach for a while, Not and I talked about it, saying, you know what, let's just take the week off uh, after the season, kind of an appropriate time, a couple of weeks wrapping up the season. We'll just go ahead and take this break and then come back, see how the schedule in the offseason is going to formulate. Don't have any word on that from the podcast network but that's where we've been the past week and uh, to come back and to do this kind of episode is certainly something we did not expect I'm sure a lot of you were wondering where we were I'm sure a lot of you were wondering if we were going to release an episode ourselves. of course after what I'm sure is something everyone's heard of the passing of one Rick Bennell, Charlotte Observer beat writer for the Hornets, really their entire existence, and also a very, very frequent contributor, almost a staple. In fact, no, almost needed. Yeah, he was a, a staple. staple for such a long time with the Locked On Hornets podcast. So this one's tough. Last week, again, as I mentioned, I was at the beach, had terrible internet connection. If any of you watched the podcast video feed as well as the audio feed, awful internet connection when I tried to hop on with David, Nada, and Doug. And so was only able to give, of course, and of course, right? Like <laughs> it, the, the most important thing that I could have hopped on and tried to talk about, Rick Bennell, of course, I'm going to have awful internet connection and my thoughts on him are going to be extremely distorted. Of course, that's what happened. And that's something Rick would make fun of me for. Um, but, you know, not a you're the one that told me I had no clue. You know, I was yeah. at the beach. Uh, it was in the morning. You're getting ready. Right. We're you know, I'm with a group of people and we're about ready to go out there. By the way, the beach, something Rick absolutely loved. Um getting ready to go out there, just check your phone periodically like anyone does. And it's a voicemail and it is a text message from you, Nada, and it's that Rick has passed away. And so immediately I'd, I'd get on Twitter, get on everything that I, I can to find more information about it, text you, discuss with you a little bit of what we can expect in the coming days, what we can try to do here and there. And, uh, you know, that that's what we were doing the past week. And that's how it hit me. Not a, uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts on just this past week at all, but that's what it was like for me. And it was obviously as tough yeah. a, a thing you could expect to hear um, because of how shocking but it was like this. The, the I just the only thing I remember strictly of this last week was just how much I just stared at a blank screen because like I was in that kind of shock. I called you. I, ca I called. I left a voicemail and I texted because this was just one of those things. Like holy crap! I can't believe this is happening. And like this was, 
like I, I don't, I'm still in a loss for words for just everything. I know he had a very uh, public service yesterday, um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I like I still can't believe it. Like the mainstay, the staple of Hornets basketball, like covering Hornets basketball, is gone, and. That's a hole that, like, were I much more arrogant and didn't have an idea of the depth of the work that Rick did, I'd be like, yeah, sure, we can fill that. But, like, Rick was an institution, man. Like, and people say that, people throw, people were institutions all the time. Rick is not one of those things that you can say with hyperbole. Rick was an institution. Rick was like your verifier of anything information Hornets related. And if you had an idea, if you were on the right track, and we'll get into this more, but like he would let you know. And if you were off, he would also let you know. And he would have a laugh at your Mm -hmm. expense too. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) um, But having that, like not having that, not having the. Hammurabi code of the Charlotte Hornets around is really, I just don't know how to like, I really don't know how to process that. And I'm still struggling with this process with processing it and opening day will come tomorrow and I'll still have a hard time processing it. That's how big of a loss this is. Like there's no way to quantify it. There's no way to extract. There's no, nothing. There's no way that you can. Yeah, do that. this is going to be much like if anybody caught the not so serious Hornets pod that turned out to be a serious pod in this one episode with Doug and David. You know, I'm, we're going to abide by the same rule here with this being the first recording that we've had since Rick's passing. I have not as much gotten to share my thoughts on what he meant to me at length or in near the way that I wanted to because of the limited resources that I had being so far away from any stable recording equipment. So, you know, that that's just something that we're going to take care of here. It's only going to be a Rick Bennell uh, remembrance podcast. That's what we're going to do. And, you know, not a discussing this. You mentioned, of course, how much of an institution he is, but I texted you this as well, right? Just talking about that interaction. When you look at, I just texted you. <laughs> I kept going back to how good he was to us. An unbelievable amount, Nada. I mean, he meant so much to us as a podcast yeah. offering so many opinions, so much content. And I wanted to look at this one Scott Fowler quote in his excellent write-up on the Charlotte Observer. And what he put was a Rick quote that he would pitch to Scott Fowler for any of the columns that he might write. And, and Rick would say, I'm not telling you what to write, but dot, dot, dot. And I felt we heard that a lot from Rick saying, hey, hey, this is a really good angle. If you want to explore this further, this is something that I'm being told. And in a way, it was something where he obviously wasn't going to give up his resources or his sources, but he was going to or his, his sources more so. But just saying, hey, this is something that you should look into. This is an angle that you really should explore, but was also genuinely adamant, right? This wasn't one of those things. Hey, hint, hint, you need to go ahead and do this. He was real. He was saying, hey, I don't want to steer yeah. you into you. you 
you need to, you have good ideas. He, he would constantly pump you up. He would say, no, you've got great ideas. You guys ask great questions. That's why I enjoy working with you so much, but th- this is something else if you need help. And he would help so much because he recognized the difficulty in covering the Hornets every day. You know, you think about it, 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 it was something similar with us, you know, nada, you know, we, we do a daily Hornets podcast, right? It's what we do here on the lockdown podcast network. And Rick talked to us about Mm -hmm. how tough that is, right? Not only Rick wasn't daily, Rick was hourly. Rick was as soon as updates would happen. So, you know, he, he knew how exactly tough it was and he would try to pitch all of that to us. And I mean, nada, he was the number one resource of the podcast. number one and and I'll get into a little more about what he means to me professionally even outside of the podcast and you can too but I mean as far as what you guys listen to every day Rick contributed to that even when our schedule was a little too wonky to schedule a guest this year frequently uh, just just how things have gone with the changes in Nada's life and the changes at the station but before that, obviously, we had Rick on weekly. I mean, he was on even in the off season quite a bit, and we would have to tell him, "Hey, we're going to give you a break because we felt so bad." But clearly, not a, he meant he meant everything to this podcast. Look, the amount of charity that man gave to this podcast, to us, to our careers, um, is something that we can't necessarily pay back at all. And I just, yeah. I, honestly, I really, really, really just. Uh, again, I'm still at a loss for words for all this, and it's it's been a week. It's been basically a week, and I'm still stunned, and I'm still just, like, blown away by the charity and everything else like that. So, um, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I, I, I really, like, I hate not having words and having to fill time, but, like, Rick meant so, so much in a way that I just don't think. Well, I'll hit some things here in the next couple of segments, too. Um, And of course, just in typical inappropriate podcast fashion, we are going to give you some reads today surrounding what is going on with Rick Bennell, which he would laugh at. I mean, he would text us some of the things where he would often he would often you know, give us praise for tone and just just uplifting, right? It's not it's not that we were really good at it. It's just that Rick was someone who would uplift you. But of course, when we would do the Blue Chew ads, <laughs> Rick, Rick would text me <laughs> exactly. with some of the lines that were written in there, and then he would put the the crying laughing emoji, saying, "Yeah, this this was hilarious when you said this." Um, not the Blue Chew ad that we have today. What we do have is Indeed. You're the hiring expert for your company, and what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. It makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests, then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions do apply. We'll remember more and share more stories with Rick Bennell. Coming up next, Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. 
I said, oh, oh, hell yeah. Just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me. You're going to be singing the chorus to Billie Jean if you ain't careful. <laughs> and Again, I point to the lie. Yes, I. You're well. Yeah, you're right. This goes back to our first conversation. There's a yes, lot of babies does. being had exactly. out there. Goodness gracious, exactly. unexpected ones. Point ones to that the were- lie. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors and I just got a new one yesterday. It's grasshopper chocolate or chocolate grasshopper. I don't know what the order's in. I just know that I ate. chocolate. Because there I you go. Had it. it is awesome. It is. It, it, they got another one. It, again, they're, they're the DJ Khaled of protein bars. They got another one. Another banger. Mm. Another smash. Mike Breen is listening to this podcast and screaming bang right now. It's another hit from deep. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. We we get a new fave every time there's a limited flavor release, but they still have the staples. Mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, so many good ones. Most of the flavors have somewhere around 130 calories, so low for something so delicious, but 17 grams of protein. Uh, 17 grams of protein. There's also four grams of sugar. Um, you only have four grams of net carbs. I mean, it's it's unreal. The lack of bad things in this bar for you and the abundance of good things in this bar for you. So remember to go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. You know, I was trying to describe Rick Bennell to some, to a couple of the people that I was at the beach with, just how much this did have an impact on me. And not, not a family member, right? Not somebody that I spent a ton of time outside of Hornets coverage with a few times, but not much. And I was trying to explain still how much that person had on me, the, the impact that he had on me professionally. And not a, it, it's not it's not hyperbole. He was number one for me. You know, I, as someone, I was trying to share this with Doug and David. I, I can't apologize enough for the, the yeah. distorted uh, inter, internet. It's beach Wi-Fi. You know what it was. They knew uh, it was. I know, I know, and I still tried. But I was trying to explain this then. Um, you know, as someone that's not the greatest networking, which is important in this business, it, you know, a lot of people would say it's almost number one, it might be number one. And it's just something that I'm not the greatest at. I'm so appreciative of everyone's time. It's just something that I really struggle with. I'm 28 years old, right? I have Mm -hmm. not been in the game a ton. I really got in as a full-time employee with 730 The Game in 2016. So I was around, you know, 23, 24, something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, 2015 as well. It was kind of of muddied when when I actually got on there. But Rick immediately reached out to me when I would text him for help and then he would, he would, I would text him for help or say, Hey, would you like to come on and talk about the Hornets with us? He would say certainly. And then even then before I'm even able to truly meet him and get to know him, he's texting me. Hey, just thought this might be of help. Hey, just thought this might be something that you might find interesting. And yes, marketing, I guess the Hornets in a way, but not, I mean, think about how many countless stories we heard from young journalists and young broadcasters, how much he helped them. Jordan Rodrigue said she was devastated. Brendan Marks discussed how hard it was for him. A couple of people that worked at the observer and how much he brought them along. I remember countless Twitter interactions with young journalists and young broadcasters, how much he helped them. And, and I felt the same exact way because you talk to him so frequently every single week 
doing a daily Hornets podcast. I, I mean, not I know that he would talk to you, whether it was via text message or direct message or share something. I mean, it, just the the amount of young people in the business that he brought along, it was, it, I mean, I, I don't know of anybody else like that. I don't know if there are other, if there's another media member that there would be this many people giving you that kind of reaction to. I don't know if there's a, that, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I haven't experienced it. No, I haven't, I, I haven't experienced it. it. You know, it, it, it's all Rick. It's all Rick doing that. And uh, I'm, I just, I, I, I actually went to the visitation yesterday. Yeah. I just went by myself, got to talk to a bunch of the family members, told them how much he meant to me professionally, how much he meant in my growth, you know, just a tremendous amount. And I'll tell you, you said it was a very public visitation. There was somebody there in a Larry Johnson jersey, right? The old school mm -hmm. purple and teal, the pinstripes and was hugging every single family member, you know, discussing, Hey, I, I know this might be awkward, but you know, just, I, I want to give you a hug and, and Dude. wanted to <laughs> share his condolences because he, he was the guy that everyone would read and get information from, uh, about their favorite team. Dude, like I, I have, I have to stop the, the, the somberness. Dude, if you show, if anyone ever shows up to my funeral in a Larry Johnson jersey with the visitation, a, a, yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Like, like, just know I'm haunting you from afar, dog. <laughs> Do you think Rick is though? Do you, yeah, I don't know. I hear I you. Mean, but it, I mean, I mean, I mean, just don't. Just, 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 just. Again, there's not. <laughs> put a polo on, bro. Put a put purple, purple or teal polo yeah. on and roll. <laughs> like, mean, don't show up in a jersey. I mean, I did look at it, but still, you know, like I was like, you know, whatever, man. I, I, I am not going to talk about the grieving process for anybody because just, it did I, have such an impact. But I hear dude, you. No, I hear you. Like, come on. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Well, that did and again, happen. My, now, mind you, also, we're laughing at this. We all, I also know Rick would be laughing, too. Like, yeah. Rick, Rick would be laughing. Um, like, here's something. You mentioned the the snarkiness, right? The, the funniness. Uh, that, that's something yeah. that Scott Fowler wrote in one of the first couple of paragraphs about Rick in that piece in the Charlotte Observer. And, you know, I, I thought that as well. I thought that was a perfect word to describe him on Twitter and everything. But there's also, there's also something I thought was hilarious, uh, not a reading this. And Scott Fowler wrote this having Rick Bennell suggest a Hornet story angle to you in Charlotte was like having Springsteen suggest a lyric in New Jersey to an aspiring songwriter. So that's the line. Mm -hmm. I remember Rick with the the jokes and the sticks that he would stick to making fun of how much sports writers love Bruce Springsteen. So what's oh. hilarious <laughs> is Scott Fowler colleague and sports writer mentions Springsteen trying to give you an example of how much Rick Bennell meant. And then I, I tried to find a tweet and it was not hard. It was like the second tweet I saw Rick Bennell in like 2019. He wrote the only thing sports writers like more than khakis and Springsteen is early kickoffs and tip offs, which is hundred percent true. <laughs> true. Yes. And it's funny that Scott Fowler uses that as an, ex as an example in his oh, in Rick Bennell's obituary. I mean, yes. how hilarious is that? Oh man, I don't I, like between that. Like the only thing that would ever get Rick's ire is if you tweeted that you wanted um what is it that you wanted overtime. Like <laughs> you mentioned overtime in a yeah. Hornets game. It, it literally, Rick again. You could guarantee you could set your watch to Rick replying to you. Mm -hmm. Like especially if you like. Why would you wish that on me? And he's mm -hmm. right, because I just remember, like the doggedness, like 
we would go to get we would go to games, and I know this would be like when we were allowed to go back in the games, the before times, obviously. But I remember we would go to games, and we'd go, we all go to the coach's presser. Would be Cliff or whether it was JB. Neither it didn't matter which one. And then afterwards, we'd all wait for the locker room access. Rick would come in, get his questions, and then he would make a straight straight beeline for the media room and get to banging away on his gamer. And he would be done before most people would have any semblance of a gamer to put together. Like, that's how good he was. He had That, that dude worked a, yes. an unbelievable amount. It, it really, I mean, it's something also people have pointed to. Uh, he worked as tirelessly updating you on every possible thing regarding the Charlotte Hornets. And look, it, it doesn't mean that everyone loved his coverage. There's a lot of people that criticized it, whatever you may think about the work, even though I think it's pretty clear. Most people did love it based on a, a national scale, even which I want to get to here in the next segment. But the guy constantly, constantly pumped out everything that you needed to know about this team as far as what he knew that he was allowed to relay to the public. And you're exactly right. And so it was it was extremely impressive to, to see Rick's work ethic. And it was contagious as well because of all of the young journalists that he had such an imprint on. And we'll take uh, one more break before we come back with the next segment here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. But first, I want to discuss bet online. It's the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, it's still in full swing, and you can track all the action at bet online. Before the next pitch, head over to the bet online or bet online website on your laptop, uh, laptop, can't talk, or mobile device, and check out all of the great sporting news. You can sign up for bonuses and contest information. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website. Uh, you can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you visit Bet Online, your online sportsbook. Experts, promo code LOCKDOWN. We have one more segment to go on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presence More Than God Almighty. <laughs> Keep this. You're, you're not deleting this at all. This is going to end up being a, a, a bit. I promise you. It's gonna no. no it's gonna be a bump. It's gonna be a bump. Let it. Let it. Just let it be. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. NBA playoffs are also in full swing. And today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs or finals coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season, especially with at least the first good three quarters that we got from Dallas and L.A. yesterday. But Kawhi Leonard, he went bananas, even if Luka Doncic did as well. It was just too much offense for the Clippers in the the last five minutes of the third and even in the fourth when Dallas made that comeback. But then Reggie Jackson hit a huge three and I believe maybe Paul George hit another one as well. So impressive stuff there. And how about the Atlanta Hawks getting that game one victory over Philadelphia? So remember, our road to the finals coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Um, you know, I wanted to discuss this, too, before we ended our podcast on Rick. Not I, I, I knew what he meant to Charlotte. You know, yeah. he had he had been the guy that was the only Charlotte Observer Hornets beat writer for so long, the entire existence. 
had seen everything, had seen everything, had reported on everything, right? And I knew that it's what people here who were Hornets fans, it was who they grew up reading. It was the guy that could text Michael Jordan Mm-hmm. And could get that response, which is something I think that a lot of people use to say, hey, this is the kind of clout that he had. Michael would respond. Michael released that statement on him uh, discussing, you know, Rick, that that's unbelievable. You know, Michael, we know what kind of guy Michael is behind closed mm-hmm. doors, just saying, you know, just wants to be behind closed doors is my point. But when Michael would give you that kind of response and to give him those kinds of words on the passing of Rick, it goes to show you what kind of clout he had within this city. And so I think everyone understood that. Not I didn't realize what was yet to come as far as the response on the entire association. I didn't know that he would get a message from Rachel Nichols on the jump, the ESPN NBA show in the afternoon. I didn't know that Ernie Johnson and the NBA crew with TNT would be giving their condolences to the Bunnell family and remember Rick himself. I didn't realize that Seth Curry was going to quote tweet that somebody outside of the Hornets organization and was going to say a Charlotte legend RIP. I didn't know that Mike Breen was going to talk in a playoff game during an important playoff game via the Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks and discuss one of Rick's stories on Nick Batum and the scares that his father that he had with his father playing the game and how it almost deterred Nick himself from playing basketball. And then they would send their condolences to the Bunnell family. Not a, I had no clue that so many monstrous monstrous personalities within the association were going to remember Rick the way that they did. I, I didn't know he was that right. And and maybe yeah. that's just because you don't expect somebody so personal to be that I knew he wasn't Charlotte, not a, I, I just had no clue that he had that kind of impact overall with every, with everyone else's perception within the entire association altogether. Yeah, no, that, that like that kind of impact is one of those that, Yo, I'm not even going to lie to you. Just like I didn't know either. I had an idea. But Rick, and this is the cool thing about all of this, is that Rick Rick was a, Rick was goals. Like Rick was career goals when you think about it. Like he was the guy that everybody else, like he set a standard here that everybody else doing Hornets coverage is going to have to find, find a way to live up to. And he's gonna, they're gonna, the next person that's going to be in those shoes is going to have to fill the beat writer position, be the mainstay, be the information hub, and then also be kind. And, like, for that to be the blueprint of a beat writer in 2021, where beat writers are slowly getting eliminated for team-based coverage and other other reasons – I I don't know. It, it, it's just like the fact that he was literally, the Hammur- and I said it earlier, he's Hammurabi's code. He's the language that everybody else established when it came to Charlotte basketball. He was the guy that you went to for any sort of information. And the fact that that's no longer there, like it's just a massive, massive, massive void that like we're going to try and fill. I'm not going to lie to you. We're going to try and fill it. But if you're expecting that from us, man, then look, you're going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> um, I just, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of this that 
like I think when we and transitioning this to a new point of what do we do now? We just gotta like I just hope we all emulate Rick, and that's everyone that's in this Hornets coverage space. Yo, let's be let's work with each other a little bit more. Let's be a little bit kinder to each other. Let's just like there's no need for all the animosity or something like that. We're all on the same team. Uh, so and, so yeah. I mean, and, and I think that's the way Rick would have wanted it. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. You know, and, and not as you were talking. You know, I, I'm looking at more of these the these shout outs from other people. You know, J. A. Donde mm-hmm. putting out that picture of Michael Jordan reading Rick Bennell's story in when it was featured in the Last Dance, that series between the Hornets and the Bulls. You know, it goes to Michael reading Rick Bennell's story. Um, and J. A. put a picture out of that. You know, Candace Buckner she puts out a, a tweet. Um, saying, you know, I, I know this thing gets tossed out a ton. I know people exaggerate with superlatives when someone dies, but Rick was really one of the nicest people on the NBA beat, a true gentleman, happy for other people's accomplishments. He sent so many nice DMs when I wrote something decent, just a truly good human. God bless his family. I, I mean, I, you know, it's Candace Buckner putting that it's everyone. It's everyone putting that. And I'll, I'll, I'll end with this. Nada, you mentioned that there is some big shoes to fill whoever is going to be the Charlotte Hornets beat writer for the Charlotte observer. And you're absolutely right. And there's not anybody that would be more supportive of that particular person than Rick Bennell himself. Yeah. Not one person that would be more supportive of who is going to be the next Charlotte Hornets beat writer than Rick Bennell himself. That'll do it for the lockdown Hornets podcast. Thanks so much for listening to us here on the lockdown podcast network. Just one. We wanted to dedicate to Rick after a week break. We'll be back with you tomorrow. That wraps up this edition of lockdown Hornets. Thanks again to all of our sponsors as well. Built bar. Thanks again to the locker room app. Thanks again to everyone that supports the show. And that includes you guys have a great rest of your day. We will be back with you tomorrow.